step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. We have a pretty special guest, and uh, Michael Cohen is with us. Uh, Michael Cohen, of course, uh, probably uh, labeled as uh, the worst guy uh, and uh, the Trump debacle, certainly at least as far as Donald Trump is concerned, and uh, has written a book. This is not about the book. Uh, today we're talking about um, uh, he is uh, starting uh, today at the El Rey Theater. He is uh, doing a talk and a sit down, which is then going to be recorded for broadcast. And we'll tell you a little bit more about that later. Michael, thank you for joining us. Greatly appreciated. Uh, great. Thanks for that. Thanks for that wonderful intro, Bill. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I, I'm reading your book, and I must tell you, I don't think there is a line in the book in which uh, you describe or don't describe former President Trump with an F-bomb. Uh, <coughs> well, I'm not, so sure and, that, yeah, I'm not and, so sure that that's accurate. It's not every line. There are, there no, are a but, couple of um, choice words in there. Yeah, there are. It's uh, now in uh, and, and reading your book, uh, and you, you, uh, I, I think it's fair to say that you were hit the hardest uh, when it came to uh, the and trial uh, the entire Trump saga after losing the election, and uh, you were and even described yourself as Mister Fix It for Donald Trump, and we'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, was that? Uh, was that a title that you were proud of at the time? Okay, so that's not exactly accurate. Uh, I was hit hard, what revenge is really about. I was hit hard, not just um, the election of 2020, but the exception of when Trump had just won in 2016. This is not so much about my relationship with Donald uh, and so on. It's really more about the most obscene and grotesque um, attack on a U.S. citizen at least the last 100 plus years. Um, In the book, what I'm trying to do is explain exactly what happened to me no tax evasion. There was no misrepresentation no. to a bank. In fact, if you read the book and I put the documents in something, the media refused to cover because it wasn't salacious enough for them about uh, me going to Prague. I've never been to Prague about me. Right. And, I, and, I, and we went through that book. I, I understand. But uh, for a lot of people, that's minutia. Uh, because you get pretty deep into what the government did to you, what the prosecutors did, uh, with uh, and, and based on your book, it does seem hideously unfair. And uh, based on your book, and I know this to be true, once you're on the radar of the Department of Justice and they've decided to go after you, you really have no big defense. Uh, unlimited resources, 
by the way, you had three attorneys uh, when you you were defending yourself. How the hell did you pay for that? I mean, good criminal attorneys, federal criminal attorneys, cost a fortune. Yeah, um, it did. Lanny Davis um, was separate. He was really handling more the PR aspect. I had Guy Petrillo, who was the former head of the Southern District of New York. Uh, Mike Monaco came on. Uh, that would be for the hearings, the congressional hearings. Uh, so, again, it's not exact. I didn't have three at the same time. I had one. However, each one handled something completely different. But you're not wrong when you say that it was expensive. Um, one of the things that I really try to do here, and you're right, when the government gets their, their sights on you, especially if it's a high-profile case like this, it goes right to the adage that they could indict a ham sandwich. In many cases, the person is guilty of what they did. For me, what Donald had set up from the very beginning was how are we going to put everything on Cohen? How do we make him into the fall guy? Hey, notice that, that you uh, ref- one sec, Bill. He would hope that what it would do would exonerate him from all of the conversation that was going on, so that he could concentrate on whatever it was that he and his rest of his acolytes were trying to accomplish. Yeah, and uh, to that point, uh, you're obviously a fairly bright guy, or a very bright guy, and uh, you've been around the block a few times. Uh, the history of Donald Trump is exactly that. I mean, from uh, way back into his ton- 20s when he turned on people, uh, he threw them under the bus. While you were representing him, you know, paying off Stormy Daniels and uh, doing everything else he asked you to do, uh, did it ever enter your mind that you're going to get hit with this also? So the answer to that is no. Uh, you think that you're part of a protected class. I do want to just bring on the distinction. And so many people are, they attack me, whether it's on social media or sometimes even in person, these Trump supporters, um, you know, that (laughs) I even had one yesterday in the airport. They don't understand the story. And that's why I wrote Revenge. They just don't understand it. Trump knew. All right. Uh, Let me put you on hold, Michael. I I apologize, but uh, we have to take a break and we'll come back and pick this up right after the break because I really want to hear your story because I I think it's important for us to know what the government can do and what happened to you. We uh, continue continue with Michael Cohen. Michael, of course, uh, wrote his book Revenge and he also has written about uh, Donald Trump uh, and his relationship with Donald Trump. Uh, Michael, let's let's spin in a different direction real quickly. And that is you went to prison. You were targeted more than anybody else uh, in the Trump administration. Uh, so why you, as opposed to a plethora of others who uh, turned against Trump? What was it about you that made him hate you as much as he does? OK, so, again, I think that your um, your timeline is not exactly correct, Bill. When they got me got me in 2016, 2017, that was post the election. I never worked for the administration. No, I know um, that. That's but the I... point that I'm trying. That's the point I'm trying to make. What they did to me is he had just become president. All of this 
with the Russian collusion and was all at its absolute height. And so what he needed to do is he wanted to get away from it. He knew that I could be a real sore in his backside if, in fact, I started to discuss the things that had happened during the campaign and the way that he interacts with people and his racist, sexist, misogynistic, xenophobic, homophobic, Islamophobic, anti-Semitic rhetoric over his life. And so the way that you stop something like that is you go ahead and you discredit them. But the point I wanted to make before the break, Bill, is that a lot of people attack me saying, oh, well, you're saying this now, but you didn't say it back then. That's not true. And that's the point of revenge. If somebody would have read my sentencing memo, you would see that every single thing that I'm stating now, which is the government corruption that was going on, I had no chance. I was the proverbial, you know, ham sandwich that the government can indict. You know, do when somebody gives you 24 hours to plead guilty you ever hear from them or they're going to indict your wife now i'm married for 28 years and i love this woman with all of my heart you think i'm gonna let them indict my wife no of course not and i've heard uh you know many many stories of uh, the government doing exactly that but again you weren't alone uh especially you know the arguing of the ukraine uh deal and uh what happened with russian interference i mean you're not the only one that raised your voice uh, and said, there's something really wrong here. Uh, and again, I ask you, why Why was it you? Was, is it a personal issue because you were his lawyer, uh, because you once had a very close relationship? Did he ever consider you a friend? Uh, because I gather you got nailed the worst of all this. The worst of anybody. And the answer to that is because both sides were looking to find somebody. They knew that they couldn't get him, so they had to get someone in order to appease the anger that was happening again on each side. Republicans wanted to kill me to protect him. The Democrats wanted to kill me to get him. So I was a man without a country. I was all alone here being lied about and blasted by not just one, but both sides, as well as promoted by the media, because it was creating this great sensationalistic, you know, conversation that was generating tons of money for media, for news, you know, news outlets, for newspapers, for journalists. I mean, any time my name was mentioned, it was creating these clicks and, and viewership. I mean, my house oversight hearing, I think, was viewed by more people than viewed the Super Bowl. Uh, the Stormy Daniels uh, affair, uh, that the money that was paid, et cetera, was that the tipping point that brought you into the public limelight? No, I think it was obviously the Steele dossier, which is the way I start the book, which is what brought me in. How many more times could one person say, I was never in Prague, I've never been there in my life? How many real journalists, New York Times and elsewhere, turned around and reported and said, oh, Cohen told us that he went to Prague in the year 2000. That's just not true. In fact, I was at USC with my son at the time where he was hoping to play baseball. He's a big lefty pitcher. So hey, I was as there, you just... and they checked it out. 
as you describe both sides uh, looking at you as the bad guy, both uh, the Republicans and certainly the Trump supporters uh, and uh, the government, the Democrats at the time, uh, did you have any allies during the time? The answer to that is no, not until really the House Oversight Committee hearing. Uh, and then my biggest ally was uh, Representative Elijah Cummings, a truly you know, decent and honorable man who just wanted to ensure that America as a democracy continues. And just a truly empathetic individual. Uh, on the Republican side, the answer to that is an emphatic no. Uh, you may remember from even the House Oversight Committee, not one question was asked about me. Instead, they wanted to attack me. Oh, you're a tax cheat. You're going to prison. The answer to that was yes to, to both is what I had stated, despite the fact after a while of hearing the same thing, I've never tax evaded in my entire life. I have never had an overseas business, no cash. Um, you know, I've never been audited in my life. I've never filed a late tax return in my life. Was there an error? Sure, there was pretty much like almost anybody in the entire country. Did I make the mistake? No, I had a CPA doing my taxes for me. The fact of the matter is they needed to get something that was not associated to Donald. And the reason that Donald set that up is so that he can do like what Jeffrey Berman wrote about in his recent book, that they could whitewash all of the allegations that I raised against Trump in my statements being uh, co-conspirator number one, right, uh, in the Stormy Daniels. I didn't sleep with Stormy Daniels. He did, right? I'm just the dope that ended up, you know, that ended up paying for it, not just, um, you know, with my freedom, but my loss of my law license, my family's happiness, and everything else that was involved with it. In fact, I pled guilty to payment of Karen McDougal, when if you Google it, you'll see I never paid Karen McDougal. That was paid by David Pecker, who ended up getting immunity from the Southern District of New York prosecutors. And again, the whole issue is all orchestrated by Trump. Very, very beginning. And I don't want it to sound as though, oh, my God, this doesn't make any sense. It does if you read the book and you follow the clues all the way through and you follow the statements by former prosecutors, judges. FBI agents, current and former, as well as journalists that all turn around and say, hey, it's true. David Pecker acknowledged he paid it. All I did is review documents to ensure that Trump would be protected in the event yeah. that David moved on and went to Time magazine. But I ended up getting fined, guilty to that charge. Well, he gets immunity. You mentioned yes, that you... America. you... You mentioned that you made mistakes and you did plead guilty uh, what what do you take responsibility for? What did you do lying wrong? To Congress, lying to Congress, which, by the way, and the document is in the book as well. I lied to Congress, but my statement that I lied to Congress about, which was the number of times that I spoke to Trump about the failed Trump Tower Moscow project, I told Congress three. The true answer was ten, and that was all designed in my statement was written in conjunction with Trump, his lawyer, Jay Sekulow, Ivanka, Jared, Abby Lowell, uh, Ty Cobb, and a slew of other people. I didn't write it on my own. I just read it, and it was stupid of me. Stormy Daniels, when Trump asked me to make the payment and to do it via an NDA, I couldn't have done that either. 
I acknowledge that. But tax evasion, misrepresentation to a bank. In fact, the one thing the judge, the only thing the judge actually got right is I have never owed a dollar to any person or any institution ever. I've never been in default. All right, Michael, uh, we are out of time. So real quickly, uh, tell us what's starting tonight uh, and what it's about, uh, if we just have a minute. So uh, what we're doing tonight is a mea culpa live event. That's the podcast I started while I was on home confinement. We're just about ready to turn 60 million downloads. It's at the El Rey Theater uh, again tonight. It's going to be um, really fantastic. I'm joined by uh, Emmy Award winning comedian and author Kathy Griffin, uh, as well as Harry Littman, who's a former deputy assistant attorney general and the host of the Talking Feds podcast, as well as Jason Van Tattenhove, who is the former spokesperson for the Oath Keepers. Uh, it's going to be a okay. Q&A uh, as well with the audience. So it should be a really good time for all. All right. And I'm assuming the El Rey Theater is where you can get a lot of information. Um, and I thank you, Michael. You thanks for ticket. taking. Uh, thanks, Michael, for being with yeah. us. Uh, really appreciate it. Thanks for taking Pleasure. the time. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.